0: called Worcester loves money because Worcester does love money Uh, and uh, so that's that's the series title but um, this morning I want to talk about less is more if you do surveys I'm not a great survey doer but but if you do surveys of people's desires one of them is to have just a bit more money That's uh, that's top amongst people's desires. They might call it something different. It might be financial security or it might be this time next year I'll be a millionaire. It could be, you know, one of those things. But but to have some more money uh, uh, or, or to not be in trouble with money. But interestingly, if you do a survey of people's fears, it also comes up near the top as well Uh, I'm frightened of losing what I've got I'm frightened of not having enough I'm frightened because I don't have enough those kind of things so so it's just an interesting thing we live in a material world we're emotional and spiritual and physical beings but but we live in a material world and and money is something we need but I want to talk this morning really about less is more that's, that's a funny thing. We'll get to the verse in a minute. So less is more is the title of this, this particular talk. And the reason I called it that is because I've realized that we are pre-programmed. I know we're not computers, but we're pre-programmed to believe more is better, aren't we? I mean, From when I was a tiny kid, one cake was good, two is better. And if your mum's not watching, three is heaven. And I can remember going to my auntie's house. My mum wasn't really taking much notice because they were gassing away and talking to each other. And, and I, I got away with five cakes. And uh, I thought, this is great. And th- that night I went down with appendicitis. And, and I couldn't believe that my mum on the way to hospital was still telling me off for eating five cakes. <laughs> and uh, they whipped my appendix out and then I felt all right I'm not sure it was anything to do with the cakes but uh, who knows it might have been the medics here can set me straight afterwards but 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 we're sort of pre-programmed to think more would be better and and I'd like to say that I've grown out of that now but as we've just had Christmas I found that I felt the same way about cheese to be quite honest one bit of cheese is good three bits wow, it's even it's even better that's sort of and that we take that attitude we get a bit more maybe self-controlled or maybe some medical issues make us a bit more mature about our consumption but that is how we tend to think what i don't have i need or what i don't have i want that's sort of how we tend to think isn't it what i don't have i want in fact one of the ten commandments god gave moses was was don't want stuff that other people have got. Covetousness, the Bible calls it. Don't covet. Don't want stuff that other people have got. But we, we tend to be like that, don't we? It's part of, part of our, what the Bible calls our fallen human nature. It's part of how we are as people. We, we struggle wanting stuff that we don't have. If you think right back to the beginning of the Bible, right back to the dawn of history and the story of Adam and Eve, what, what was the first lie they were told? It was, you, you'd be better off if you had that. <laughs> you got, God had given them everything they, want, everything they needed. Given them a fantastic garden, good health, each other, company, a purpose in life. They got everything. They could eat whatever they wanted. There was one thing they weren't allowed to touch. And, th- and, uh, and the evil one came along and said, if you had that, you'd be much better off, wouldn't you? That was was the first lie the human race fell for. If I had that, I would be better off. Whereas the truth was, having less of that would have been better. Do you see? So so it's the crux of the human condition. What the Bible calls sin is, I want what I haven't got. And if I had it, I'll be better off. We're sort of pre-programmed that way. Now here's the Bible verse. Maybe it's a bit obscure, but I, I thought it was a good one. Ecclesiastes 4, verse 6. It's a, ch- it's a bit of a challenge this morning in a gentle way. Here's this. Better is one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. Chasing after the wind is when you want something and pff, you, you can't get it. You can't Just air, fresh air comes up. Better is one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. Now, naturally, we think, well, if I've got one handful, another handful of stuff would be better. Excuse the drama. You'll have to imagine. Okay? One, two. That's what we naturally think. Two must be better. But he's saying, no, actually, if you've got two, you haven't got a hand to share it. If you've got one, you've got a handful, you can share it to someone else. If you've got one, you can console someone and say, it's going to be all right. If you've got one, you can help someone up. If you've got two, all you're concerned with is holding on to the two and wishing you had a third arm so you could get a third, probably. Better is one with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. When I first left school, I, I went to work in a bank. I hated it really I don't know quite how I ended up doing it but the careers guy said sign here and it seemed a good idea so that's what I ended up doing but one of the good things was observing people with a lot of money and with some notable exceptions they were not happy they, they were well I, I don't know I didn't know them very well I just sort of banked their checks really but most of the ones with the most money seem to be very fearful of losing it and very concerned to get a lot more. That's just, that, was just, that was just the world I was mixing with at that time. Someone once asked a, a, um, a millionaire, thinking that he would quote a price, well, when how much is enough? It's a good question, isn't it? Someone that was doing very well in material things. How, how much is enough? Do you know what he answered? He said, a bit more. <laughs> how, how much is enough? Well, actually, whatever you've got, it's well, well, just a bit more. Just a bit more. There's, there's a discontent in the world. And, and what the Bible is saying is actually, we would be better off with one handful with tranquility than two with toil and chasing after what we can never, ever get. Now, I'm going to do a little exercise here because I know there would be some, some amongst us who who may be suffering lack of one thing or another. So don't, don't, I'm, not, I'm not saying everything's honky-dory with everybody here. But the truth is, most of us gathered here this morning have probably got more than we need. Probably. I'm not, I'm not sort of saying that about writing it over everyone because you may be sitting here thinking, well, actually, I'm really hard up, and, and I understand that. So I'm not getting at anybody. But most of us have more than we need here's the question what really matters it's a good question isn't it what? oh you don't think it is well i think it's a good question what really matters now what i want you to do it's not it's not i don't want to depress anyone but imagine you had limited time left in this world now i've, I've got some friends that have got limited time left in this world but Im- imagine uh, let's, let's pick a number make it real supposing you had another six months on this planet before you popped off to where you're going next hopefully to be with Jesus but suppose you had just had six months left what, and you were to write a list what's most important just just think on that can't see any pens out, it doesn't matter. It's quite a useful exercise actually to, to do, to, to think through. What's be quite a good thing in, in small group, if you're in a small group, to sort of think, okay, what'd you put on your list? What'd you put on my list? It's a, it's a bit more important than that if you if your house was burning down, what would you take out? Oh, photographs of our holiday. It's not it's a bit more important, isn't it? If if you were leaving this world, what's the most important thing? I was thinking about it myself this week, because because we've saved up for quite a time, we've got a new sofa. Because the old one had fallen in half. Ho- I mean, it had literally fallen in half. And one end of it, with unsuspecting people, it got, got those leg rests on And one end of it, every now and again, it would go boop <laughs> on its own. It's got a mind of its own That safe. It's sort of demonized or something. I don't know. Anyway, it, it, it just had a mind of its own. So we, so we got rid of that, got the new one in. But I tell you what, if I had six months to live, and then five, and four, and three, and two, and one, and then, and then a, another couple of days, I don't think I'd be saying to Debbie, Debbie, Debbie could you bring the sofa a bit closer? <laughs> could, I, could I just stroke it one more time? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so, do you? I, I don't think i would be doing that. I, 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 don't, I don't think i would be saying, I, I'm a bit worried about the number of Facebook followers I've got. I, number of friends. Some of whom, I, I looked some the other day and I thought, who are you? anyway, that's not another subject. <laughs> I don't, what would it be? Would it, would it be our CD collection? Would it be our motor car? I don't know. But, but the truth is a lot of our lives is about and really concerned with things that wouldn't be on that list. Do you see? So we put a lot of striving and toil, to quote the verse, a lot of chasing after wind for stuff that in the end we just think, just nothing really it's not really that important so i just recommend the exercise i think it's a really good exercise because actually less genuinely less stuff in our lives generally could be worth more less toil less striving less concerned we could have less and be happy now i'm I'm grateful for it. the bible says every good and perfect gift comes from above so thank god if you've been blessed with material things thank him and be generous to others that's what the bible says if you're rich in material things be generous to others share it around but we thank god for the good things that we have when debbie and i got married we had almost nothing we had a washing machine that wouldn't empty so it's one of those top ones. You put all the clothes in the top, and it goes on. We turned it on. we were really excited. Someone gave us this washing machine. It chugged around a bit, and we thought, "Oh, I must be finished now." And it just carried on. Eleven o'clock at night, it was still going, wasn't it? bing bang, crash, and in the end, we had to turn it off at the wall and empty the jolly thing with like a, a Pyrex jug into a bucket. And then take the bucket out, tip it into the front garden, and but we was happy. We were. We were also even happier when we got a better one. But, <laughs> but we, we had furniture that was what I'll call lent and bent, you know, because <laughs> we were just set, setting up home. We, we had, a, we had a, um, a famous sofa, and one of the things we liked to do with really good friends was invite them to sit on the right-hand end of it, because when you got up, the arm always fell off and it was really it was really fun looking at people's faces thinking they'd broken your furniture but but actually it did that every time you put it whack it back on kick the bottom of it and it'd be good as new for the next visitor but but actually we look back to that and think that we had a lot of fun it was it was good less wasn't less less was as much fun as now sometimes it was maybe even more fun than now we, we occasionally we would run out of money largely because we'll come on to planning another time largely because I didn't plan very well and I wasn't used to it a- and we decided we would have porridge weeks we, rather than go overdrawn uh, and, and th- then be serving the bank we decided we would make do with what we got so we had the occasional week where we just ate porridge for the <laughs> but you know I'm still you know I've still probably got a bit too much weight so I didn't do me any harm it's okay but now look, think of yourselves not everybody I know some people will lack but to be honest some of us have got wardrobes full of clothes and I've been at college so I went to Bible College didn't have any money for three years I mean no money I just prayed for money that was my experience of that those three years prayed for petrol prayed for everything and I, I didn't get any new clothes. I got a few second hand ones but I think any new clothes for probably four years or so so Debbie couldn't wait to marry me and sort me out basically but anyway get me some new stuff <laughs> but it was happy the truth is now do you know there are some people who actually suffer with something that psychologists have called choice stress can you believe it it's it's when you go to your wardrobe and you get stressed because you just don't know what you can choose you don't know what to choose. And, and then you go to the supermarket and you think, there's so many breakfast cereals, I don't know what to do. We've got some friends in East Germany and they, they, uh, they talk about uh, they lived under communism when I- if there was anything there, it was the jam. And if it wasn't there, then there was no jam. And after the, the, the walls came down and it all changed, suddenly they go to the supermarket and she said it was so stressful because there was so much stuff to choose from. I don't, I, don't, uh, I don't know how to choose. So much stuff. Some of us have got wardrobes and garages and sheds and cupboards. Just so much stuff. Now here's a quote from Jesus, which is really challenging. Math, uh, Luke 12, verse 15. Life does not consist of the abundance of your possessions. That's challenging, isn't it? Because we, we, our temptation is to think, my life does consist of the stuff that I surround myself with. In fact, the full, that full verse is Jesus saying this. Watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed which is we could go off on one with that what's he mean all kinds of are there different kinds of greed all kinds of greed life does not consist in the abundance of possession so enjoy the nice things you've been given as gifts from god share them with others but the most precious and meaningful things at the end of our lives won't be stuff It, it won't be stuff write a list so here's a few provocative suggestions for us. You can pick them up or, or not. Here, here's some suggestions. How about accumulating a bit less? Just a thought. Accumulating a bit less. We, we, um, over the last few years, because of the stage of our lives, our, our aunties and uh, our parents have, have passed on. Uh, they've died. Most of them have gone to be with the Lord, and so um, we've we've had to sort of had the experience of clearing houses, Um, and we 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 don't like lots of ornaments and stuff. But but you start off with Auntie Wynne and you clear her house and you think oh that's nice we remember that and oh that's lovely and so we just take that back in a box and uh, and then we do uh, uh, Auntie Phyllis and you think oh oh do you remember that Toby jug oh I remember that when I was little oh yeah yeah okay well we take that and and this bookcase and, and a bit of that so we, we just take that just take those not very much just take those and, and then and then my parents passed away and then Debbie's mum passed away and then you look around the house and you think. I'm living in my parents' house. I'm becoming—I'm becoming my mother. This is terrible. I'm living in a museum. And, and, and now we—we've still got some stuff. But after a while, we thought, do we even like that thing? Do we—do we like it? No. And why are we keeping that bookcase? The only reason we're keeping that bookcase is we had a candle that burnt a hole in the carpet in that corner. So we put the bookcase there to hide the hole in the carpet. So now we've been now we've had to had to replace the carpet because it was nearly walking out on its own. Now we've replaced that. We don't have to keep the bookcase. So we can so we've we've given some things away. To be honest, we've thrown some things away with gratitude to God for our parents, but we don't need this and we don't want it. It's not beautiful and it's not useful. It's ugly and useless. So it, it can go. It's gotta go. Why not? accumulate a bit less or simplify that's what they call simplifying don't they? do you know I couldn't believe it some people actually make a living by going to people's houses as a simplifier see, see if you want to pay me I'll come to your house Debbie's even better she, she's great at it my wife she'll come to your house for a fixed fee and simplify things for you <laughs> you just get the skip in and she'll go through it like a dose of salts Consume a bit, and a simplify. Uh, my office got really crowded just with stuff and paper and things that might come in useful, and I, I cleared it out uh, a while back. It's beginning to pile up again, but I cleared it out. It's amazing how much clearer it makes your mind, just to clear things out a little bit. The, the truth is, if we haven't used something for a couple of years, unless it's some sort of tool, we're probably not going to use it. What, why, are we, why are we keeping it? What, do we get security from all this stuff around us? What's wrong with us? Recycle it. Give it to charity. How about this? Say, thank you very much for serving me. Bye. If you find it hard to part with things. Say, well, thank you. You've been very useful, and now you're off. I heard about someone. How about this? For cha- I'm just throwing this challenge out. This is a sort of anti-materialism preach. You may have noticed that. I I, met some, I heard of someone recently, I was reading a book, about a guy who decided to give a hundred things away from his house. That's another, that's another good little paper exercise. He decided to give away a hundred things. And do you know what he found? He found out after he'd given away a hundred things from his house, he looked around and he couldn't see the difference. <laughs> that's, just a, that's just a challenge, isn't it? He found a hundred things easily in cupboards and things that he he didn't need never used he gave away looked around couldn't see the difference and and he's now he's now saying I'm gonna try and give away a thousand things that might be a bit of a challenge but it's just just an interesting thing how about this a slightly different subject but how about paying some more off I'm gonna look another time Worcester loves money too we're gonna look at borrowing and giving debt and generosity, however you want to put it. Proverbs 22 verse 7 says this, the borrower is servant to the lender. Never think it like, I mean we just think of it as well I need the money, I'll borrow it. The borrower is servant to the lender, whether it's a credit card or a car loan or whatever. This is what I think, better to have a smaller car and less debt than a bigger car that owns you. Do you see see what I'm saying? Just throwing out some hand grenades if they land, that's fine. See, I don't know anyone that goes to bed at night and says, thank you God for my credit card bill, it's given me such peace. (laughs) See, See, I don't know anyone like that. Better to have a margin to help others and live below my means. Just a suggestion. Better to have a margin so I can help others and live below my means. And please, I'm not getting at anyone. I'm, I'm looking at everyone and no one. What about true riches? What, what are true riches? Here's something I've learned. The richest people don't necessarily have the most. They need the least. I, I, I've learned that because I traveled to Pakistan and India and different parts of Africa The people that are really the richest in life are not the people that have got the most. They're the people that have learnt to need the least. See, see, you go to parts of Africa, go to Congo, and you you meet people that have got almost nothing. Or it looks like they have got some things, but they've got almost nothing. And at first, this is the Western view, my view, because I'm a Western guy. At first you think, oh dear, the poor, poor things, oh dear, it's so sad. Oh, I got so little and then after after a few days you, you realize hey, these people are praising God they're, they're thanking God and and you start after another week or two you start admiring these people that have so little but their lives are so rich in God and in community and in helping one another and then and if you stayed there another week do you know what you start to do you start to envy people you start to envy people because they've learned they know what St. Paul said when he said uh, I've, uh, godliness with contentment is great gain i haven't got that verse on the screen i don't think godly that's what paul said i've learned to be content in every circumstance because god, and godliness with contentment is great gain and god will supply all my needs See, they've learned something that most of us haven't had to learn riches is not necessarily about having the most Proverbs 15, verse 6 says, Better a little with the fear of the Lord, which means a a sense of how great and awesome he is, than great wealth with turmoil. It's true, isn't it? Christians with very little material goods worshiping God like they have everything. And they do. Because they're not that that freedom from comparing yourself with others that freedom from coveting lusting for more that that ability to say lord give us our daily bread thank you thank you lord see our our lives are, are fairly short hopefully longer than six months but who knows our lives are fairly short let's make them count for god shall we Let's make a difference to other people, rather than just our cupboards and our bank balances. Let's not waste our lives on too much stuff that doesn't matter. Because, you know, we, we worship a Savior who, though he was rich for our sakes, he became poor. That's Jesus. He had the riches of the presence of God and perfection, yet he humbled himself, he emptied himself by Pouring himself into flesh and coming to this world for us. He became poor so that we could have the richness of knowing him. There's a quote by uh, uh, Craig Groschel. Your life is too valuable, your calling too great, and your God too good to waste your life on meaningless things. It's a great quote, isn't it? Gets you a bit. Our life is too valuable, our calling too great, our God too good to waste our lives on miserable things. It's better to have a handful of children who know they're loved than to have two handfuls and neglect them. It's better to have good friends than two handfuls and not them. It's better to make a difference to others and have one handful than two handfuls and not make a difference. It's better to have one handful and a passion for Jesus than two and forget who he is. As Jesus said, it's worth us saying our life doesn't consist of the abundance of our possessions. And they're almost faith statements going to end with them. They're good things for us to say. Uh, you know, We almost need to take them like a prescription, <laughs> put them on the mirror, read them to ourselves to get it into our spirits. My life does not consist of the abundance of my possessions. That's not what my life is about. Better is one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. Well, slightly different sermon this morning. Hope you've been challenged in a good way, made to think, write your little list. God bless you with loads more than six months. <laughs> Shall we pray and then we'll finish and the children will shortly come back with us. Heavenly Father, thank you that you give us all things, richly to enjoy. Forgive us that sometimes we replace you with the stuff that you give. Forgive us, Lord. Free us from that Adam and Eve problem of, well, more will be better. More will be better. But we reject the lie that more will be better, that two handfuls is always better than one. We don't want to strive and strive and find ourselves chasing after the wind. Lord, where we need to be more simple, help us to be more simple. Where we could free ourselves by giving, by releasing, by getting rid, we ask you that we would be free from the love of this world and that we would have much treasure in heaven. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Great. Well, enjoy the rest of the day my sympathy to Wales supporters by the way forgot to say that and Arsenal supporters as well sorry